August 23, 2019, San Francisco. The Sales Development Conference, the third annual conference focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. Join over 500 of the most influential sales development leaders in our industry for a full day of learning, networking, and growing your skills. This year, we're offering three learning tracks focused on sales development leadership, rep training, and our newest track dedicated to sales and marketing operations. Grab your tickets today before it sells out over at 10bound.com conference. That's 10bound.com conference. See you August 23rd. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to a new program that we are just starting, actually. This is the inaugural program. This is the Sales Development Mastermind call-in show with uh, your host, David Delaney, speaking on the line right now. And I've got my good friend and co-host as well, Mr. Richard Harris, trademarked of Harris Consulting. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm not officially trademarked, which I'm sure we can talk about, but I appreciate the intro. Yeah, definitely. And this is exciting. We already have, now it's four or five people um, on the call-in show and more stacking up here. This is the first time we've done this, so I'm sure that we're going to have some technical difficulties and some snafus, but I appreciate everyone jumping on. This is a way that we could communicate. And when I talk about a mastermind, it's a blend. If you've ever read a book called Think and Grow Rich, one of the key tenets of that is creating a mastermind of like-minded people who are striving toward similar goals and attempting to improve themselves. And you get into that mastermind and you get out of this whole spiral of like negativity that we have in the world right now. So that's hopefully what we can create here. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. So Richard, you know, I just want to dive in and start talking to people. So if you're cool with it, it, we'll grab um, the first call and and just start uh, diving in here. Sounds good. And there's a little delay between when folks speak. So we'll let them, I'll try to keep it so we can hear everything and then make sure that it's coming through clear. And then we'll kind of understand how this whole thing works. So sounds good. As they say in radio, hello, caller, you're on the air. (laughs) Hey, this is uh, David and Richard on the line. I believe uh, this is Chang, if I'm saying it right. It's Britain here, so hopefully we got your name. How you doing? Hello, caller. Are you still there? Typical of calling shows. <laughs> All right, Man. next. Hang okay. Up. Yeah, we're we're over we're over one here. Two six seven. Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. I didn't know uh, it was in reference to me. I was on mute. I'm like, I that's, think that's mainly that's, the 267. That's so. all right. No. How you guys doing? Okay, so <laughs> so that's that's good. Uh, so we're all learning here. So from now on, you guys, if I'm going to say your area code in case the there number doesn't come, uh, the name doesn't come through. So what's your name and, and how are you doing today? Good, David. Uh, Kiray Jang. You and I were uh, on LinkedIn this weekend chatting about podcasts, and I said, uh, they said I should follow you to look at my career being developed in the SDR sales development world. Oh, yeah, man. All right. <laughs> no, I honestly, I saw your post on LinkedIn. I just wanted to chime in. I didn't know this was a uh, a question, a Q&A type of thing. But, I mean, obviously, I have some thoughts and a billion questions, as always. But, yeah, I guess it's, I guess the floor is open for me to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, go yeah, for it. please, please. And say your first name again. I don't think Richard heard your first name. No, uh, Kiray. Kiray. All right, Kiray, let's go. Yeah, I think one question I had that comes to mind as I was talking to our 
BPO marketing earlier today, is there anything that we can do as sales development leaders to help with attribution for more top of the funnel matters? So obviously metrics on our end are pretty, you know, pretty straightforward, if you will, but, you know, so tying that back a favor. to whether yeah, it's so, display. So I'm going to, I'm going to break this down for you. I hate buzzwords. Talk to me. What do you mean when you say top of the funnel attribution? Like we all kind of get it, but what's yeah. that mean in your world? Yeah, yeah. Digital display, right? Someone in my, in our target accounts, they were, you know, they served the ads. They, they saw the ads, they clicked on something, or maybe it's content syndication and they downloaded a white paper. Are, is there anything else that, you know, we can do on our end as being sales development leaders to help, you know, marketing with attribution further than what we are able to you know, log in terms of opportunities, MQL to SQL conversion, et cetera, et cetera. The, the only thing, yeah, I mean, I'll break it down as simple as I, as I believe, and David chime in, but I honestly think that you need to do everything you can, right? So that means phone calls, emails, LinkedIn connections, Twitter requests, and be direct in your ask, right? Like that's the most important thing is, hey, it looks like you downloaded this. We'd love to talk to you more. You know, when would you like to talk? Right. And just leave it open ended. Right. Just let them answer the question. Right. Don't go with, hey, can we talk tomorrow? Well, the answer is probably going to be no. Just ask them, when do you want to talk? But the most important thing you can do, I think, is ask for what you want. Stop beating around the bush. Stop following up, checking in, touching base, circling back, as John Barrows has taught all of us. Right. Cut that stuff out. It's worthless. The purpose of this email is the goal of this email the goal of my conversation, the reason I'm calling is to set a meeting based on your interaction with our content. If assuming you're ready, like that's, that's all you can do at the simplest level. I'm sure there's other people online who could give, you know, some other thoughts and advice, but the thing that I see the, where I see the ball being dropped the most is that we're not asking for what we want and we're not being direct enough. That being said, you also, from the sales development side, we need to have a clear path of communication between what sales needs the message to be versus what marketing wants the message to be, right? So, for example, you know, I, I you sort of brought in a couple of buzzwords, and I'm like, dude, don't don't give me top of the funnel attribution of buzzwords. I hate that stuff. You know, get get marketing to find real pains to talk about, not just buzzwords. And then, more importantly, A-B tested. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Richard's idea sounds really good because, yeah, he's in sales and he's on board and he's going to fight the fight for us. But I'm also willing to be wrong and say, hey, marketing, run it this way with your buzzwords and run it this way with the words we think are better. And let's see which one works and form that true partnership rather than that finger pointing that often goes back and forth between sales and marketing. So I'll, I'll yeah, stop there. And, and I mean, Richard, I, I think also, you know, the the main thrust of the question was like, how do we, how do we give credit where credit's due on attribution? And so it's like, you know, they're, the marketing department's doing all kinds of things. The sales development team is doing all kinds of things. Sales is doing all kinds of things. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they want to know like, how did I affect the pipeline right. in, in my department? And I mean, just taking it like one level up from there, it's, it's, it's it's kind of like you know everyone trying to show their work and get credit for what they're doing, which yeah. is fine, I guess. But it's like at the end of the day, 
who, who I don't know. I think people put a lot of emphasis on attribution. One quick takeaway, though, there's a there's a company called Engageo that's working on you know trying to trying to help you know really identify attribution as far as what what's working and what's not because you know obviously there's a lot of value that that you can get from understanding you know where are these leads coming from and and how are they converting it but to some extent it's like god damn it we're still talking about, i mean you know everybody's on we're all at the same company we're, we hopefully we can all be on the same page and we're not sitting there going well, I did this and you did that and I'm better than so, you because Yeah, I'm, so let me let yeah. me jump in there David. Mm-hmm. So the if that's the if that's the purpose of the question, which is a, a valid point that I didn't pick up, then what you're really talking about is a compensation issue. It's nothing more than that oh. and you've got a CFO making sure that nobody gets double paid. And on the sales development side and I'll be very direct with this. In sales development, if you're concerned that you're going to overpay your SDR rep who is traditionally just out of college, if you're that you're, you're that concerned about it, you got bigger problems to worry about than that level of money, because yeah. that's not the problem, right? People need to realize that. Look, all the sales reps, all the sales teams, all the marketing people, we're actually all there to help make millionaires for about five or six people, right? <laughs> that's ultimately the goal. And don't believe anything else. So stop complaining and bitching to me about. Oh my God, I don't want to pay that SDR an extra 50 bucks because we're not sure he or she actually did the work as much as marketing. If that's the argument you're having, then you've got a bad culture problem, in my opinion. Yeah. And and one thing, uh, just practically, dude, if you guys are not doing this, we always recommend that you use the opportunity object in Salesforce from the get-go. And yep. so, you know, at least you can trace back the activity to the opportunity. Yep. And so you've got a creation date of when the SDR, you know, create created the initial meeting. You end up with a lot of zero dollar opportunities in the si- yep. in the system that you have to filter out, but at least you can see the work of the SDR all the way through the funnel process versus, you know, in the old days we used to use like calendar events and different right. you know notes yeah i actually yeah i have that set up in my salesforce on the lead object where i have lead type which is like webinar inbound you know blah 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 and then specific lead source so i can track it from the lead side and then when i convert it i have that uh map over to the opportunity object in salesforce as well so okay so so yeah i mean this guy this he's trying to figure out like how do i you know give proper attribution to each part of the business that's putting in effort to create these opportunities and be able to visualize that. So let's go on to the next caller because otherwise David and I'll talk forever. I know. Cool, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. I got Jimmy from Chili Piper here trying to attend the sales development college. (laughs) Nice, dude. Jimmy, what's up? up? Can you hear me, Jimmy? Hey, I can hear you. How's it going? Hey, it's going well. What's up, man? Uh, my sales development manager, uh, Michael Tuso, he just forwarded his email over and, uh, or this email over about the sales development call-in show. So it's pretty <laughs> interesting what you guys do. And I was, uh, hoping to promote my product if I have a chance. Yeah, man. Give us the pitch, man. I, I, I'm a uh, happy customer myself, but I probably can't describe it as well as you. What, what do you guys got? <laughs> yeah. So um, for anyone listening who's in sales, what we do is we developed a simple JavaScript snippet that plugs into your form. And what we do is we 
allow other companies like uh, Sales Loft and Discover Org, we let their prospects book a meeting or connect instantly with the right sales rep while they're still on your form. So that's what we do at, uh, in a nutshell. Nice. Okay. Cool. So, you know, there's a big competitor out there. I won't say it. Their initials are L and D and they do a lot of routing, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure that you're aware of those. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. you could do it. You could do it right from the form. Yeah, exactly. And the differentiator yeah. is uh, instead of like a lead f- enrichment, what we do is we allow them to connect instantly. So while they're still in the form, we can call the prospect and we can call the correct sales rep that's already been round robined off. And so let me, do, them let me ask you a question on your form on a phone. Yeah, call. here's the deal. Yeah, Richard, sure. tear it up. Yeah, this is this is my deal, right? Nobody gives a shit what mm-hmm. we do. Tell me what pain you solve. Right. If you want to talk about what we you solve, do, your service mm-hmm. does, I will help you rate your pitch, and I will tell you that that sounds good, but it's full of marketing buzzwords. What pain do you solve? Mm-hmm. What pain does? And I know Chili Piper. I like. I'm a big fan. I, I love what you guys do. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm just pushing back because also, otherwise, this is going to become a big pitch show, and nobody wants to hear that. So, tell me what pain. <laughs> you solve. Yeah, definitely. We solve the problem of speed to lead being slow. What does that mean? That sounds buzzwordy. Deeper. So the ability to follow up with the prospect while they're still showing interest rather than trying to get them at a time later. And what, and what pain does it solve to follow up with someone while they're showing interest? I think the pain it solves for marketing people is it helps increase their MQLs. So Yeah, but that's for your marketing um, team. What's it do for your revenue. prospect? What's, it do, what's the pain you're solving for your prospect? Being able to follow up with a lead faster and get more sales. But why is that better for your prospect, not for you? That would be better for the prospect, no, because uh, the prospect gets more leads, and that's kind of their oh, from their perspective. Job, I got it. That's I didn't hear it. targeting. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. There you nailed it. That, save, there you go. Save time and make more money. Know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Again, by the way, I'm more than happy for you to say, Richard. You know, I know you're trying to make this interesting, but you're wrong. Like, if you've got enough data to support, like, well, Richard, actually, we do it this way, and this is what we say, and we've A/B tested it, and you're wrong, and we're right. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Like you will not offend me. Like I would, I'd much rather have controversy than me sounding like a dictator. Got it. So Richard, Richard, the calls are dropping like crazy right now because everyone's afraid of you. So this is great. That's good. Let it, let it drop. Sorry about that. That's why. No, no, dude. This is this is and awesome. That's why I'll promote Chili Piper because Chili Piper's willing to step into the. <laughs> Like, You're let's make it mix, fun, everybody. Like, this is not meant to scare people. It's just meant to be like, what pain do you solve? And yeah. we all need to get better at it. I need to get better at it when I talk about what I do. We need to talk about the pains we solve. Definitely. Jamie, mm-hmm. thanks for calling in, man. Good luck. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, Richard. I'm uh, I'm not going to – yeah, yeah, I got your text. I'm not going to go through every step of what I'm doing here. <laughs> I should get a screener. Who wants to be a screener? If you want to be a screener on the, the sales development mastermind, get uh, shoot me an email. Okay, Josh. Josh, 818, Outbound Sales. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. What do you got? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thank you. Appreciate the time. So, you know, one of the things that we're, that we're working to do, we're, you know, we, we're, we're currently working to kind of iterate our outbound messaging and, you know, kind of the next step in, in our process is, you know, building out a effective, you know, buyer personas and, and would love to get some feedback and, and kind of get some insights into, you know, what's the best way to build out a buyer persona? You know, how detailed you need to get, 
Um, how many different buyer personas should you be going after? You know, we're in the world of digital marketing, so we're going after everyone from the CMO all the way down to, you know, effectively the affiliate manager. And you know, really want to make sure that the the messaging that we're that we're presenting, uh, you know, both uh, you know during our outbound calls and, and emails, is really going to dive in and target, yep. you know, either a pain point that we're helping solve or an opportunity for growth. So we'd love to get some feedback on you know, building yep. out buyer personas effectively. So, so my my first suggestion is hopefully that. The best way to build a buyer persona is talk to your own customers. Tell them that's what you're trying to do, right? Talk to people and say, look, we need, you know, whether it's a customer advisory board or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, go to, you got to, you sort of have to do a little bit of a postmortem on a couple of deals. Do you, have you guys closed anything or are you still early stage startup at this point? Oh, no, we've, we've closed, uh, okay. we've closed uh, you know, a number of deals. Our kind of, you know, our outbound SDR team is, you know, brand new. We just built it out. Right. So still trying to iterate and figure out the best messaging. Yeah. So so marketing should be helping with that to a large extent. The best way to think about it is based on case studies. Right. And I say this all the time and this is this is part of the answer, but I I will give you what, what you can do at your level. Right. It is, in my opinion, that every marketing organization, part of their compensation should be getting public case studies. That's part of marketing's job and customer success's job. That's part of their bonus or their whatever, because without those stories, it's much harder for us to go get new customers. And we'll get pushback from everybody. Well, it's really hard to get our customer to do this. And it's really hard to do this. And it's hard to, it's like, well, look, it's really hard for us to just get a customer. So don't complain to a salesperson that you don't know how to go get a customer's you know, case study. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I just, I just close this customer. Don't tell me you're afraid to pick up the phone too. Right. So that's yeah. the high level, you know, energetic Richard way. <laughs> but at your level, I think you're dead on. Like, I think you need to find one or two of your best personas. I mean, I'm sorry, one or two of your best verticals and probably three or four personas that are engaged in the buying decision based on what your current customers have tracked, right? You sort of have to reverse engineer it a little bit, right? And then you have to figure out which pain did we solve for each of those people, right? Not what do we do for them, but which pain did we solve? And I always sort of look at it as, hey, what pain did we solve for the end user of our service or product? What pain level did we solve for the manager of that end user? And what pain level did we solve for the executive of that manager of that end user. And that's where you start. And, and literally it's, you know, it's a big grid, right? It's a Google doc. It's a, it's, it's a spreadsheet where you pick a vertical and you pick a customer and then you pick the three titles that were involved and you kind of have to spend 30 or 40 minutes almost on each customer to reverse engineer it and figuring out what the pains were that you solved. And then how do we translate that into real messaging that at the top of the funnel we can use and that's the difference between sort of sales messaging and marketing messaging. And I think that, you know, it takes a lot for sales to sort of encourage marketing to take that approach because marketing as they should be, and I love marketing and I respect them, they do have to worry about the brand and they do have to worry about the marketing side of it. But ultimately, people don't buy that. They buy the pain we solve and more specifically, paint the picture of the pain we solve, right? Don't tell me you so, you save a bunch of time. Like that's that's no longer a, a value prop. It's if you save this much time, there are three other things on your to-do list you can get rid of. And that's going to drive more revenue. That's the picture you want to solve. It's almost like the iceberg, right? The oftentimes I feel like, and, and I could be wrong, it feels like marketing focuses on the stuff above the water 
on the iceberg and sales focuses on the stuff underneath the water. And trying to capture that in a meaningful way is is between the organizations is always the challenge, right? But that's how I would do it. I, that was a little bit of a long-winded answer. I'm sorry for pontificating so much, but I hope that was suffice enough for you. Yep. Yeah, no, no, really good. I think that was great. Yeah, and I think that know, was great. And, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna. I was just gonna follow up. I know, uh, you know, Richard. I know you're gonna be a rainmaker, and if you have a few minutes, would love to maybe you know pull you aside and connect and introduce myself. Dude, I'm all over rainmaker. I'd be happy to see you. I'll also, be at, at. I'm actually being crazy enough that I'm gonna be at rainmaker on Monday and Wednesday in Atlanta. On Tuesday, Monday night, I'm flying all the way over to San Diego for outreach. So I'm gonna be everywhere that week. So I would love to meet anybody who wants oh, to wow. talk, say hello. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to just kill myself. I'll that find you. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> nice. Please do. That's great. Thanks for calling in, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Hey, appreciate it. So, Richard, you know, one other couple of things that I was, I was thinking of on the persona side is definitely you want to learn the vocabulary of your of your target prospects. So that's all on YouTube right now. It's, uh, you know, just go whatever conferences they attend, whatever blogs they listen to or you know, podcasts they listen to, whatever blogs they read, go read those, learn their vocabulary, learn their pain. That's a great idea. And then if you guys are not taking out to lunch the people that are actually the personas that work at your company, like if you're calling on CFOs all day and you haven't taken your CFO out to lunch yet to talk to them about what their pain points are, then what are you doing? So I great. got next up is Dan. Dan's yep. on the line, 949. What's up, Dan? Hello? Hey, Hello. Dan, what's up, man? Hey, man, what's up? Yeah, doing, doing good. You doing are good. in the sales development mastermind. What's up, man? Uh, yeah, I just, got a, I just have a question here because uh, uh, with, with my company, we do like lead generation kind of stuff. And most of the time when we do call our prospects, uh, one, of, one of the major pain points that we have or, or one, of, one, of the more, one of, uh, the things that we are having like, a, a bit of difficulty is that when we get the not interested response, man, how, how do we get like a good way and working around that kind of response? It's a pretty big answer. There are a couple of things. So one, you need to, you need to sort of change your mindset. Our goal in business uh-huh. isn't to do business with everybody. It's to do business with okay. the people who want to do business with us. Now, that doesn't mean I say take no as the first answer. But what I also think uh-huh. it means is you need to ask a better question. You're not talking about the right pain. When they say not interested, it means you didn't give them the right pain. And it could mean, you know, okay. it could be timeline. It could be, hey, not now. Right. So you're so there are a couple of things I would suggest is one, make sure you understand you have the right pain based on the persona you're talking to. It kind of goes back to the last call, Josh. Make sure that your call to action for me, I like open ended questions for call to action. Right. I like sort of saying, what's the best way to get 15 minutes on your calendar? Who should I speak with this about your organization? How are you currently handling this problem? Right. That's one way. A different way. This one's this one's a little bit. This is a, this is one that that seems to be a little controversial. I also sort of try to do the interview in cold call emails, right? Or cold calls is like, hey, you know, David, I'm looking to to you know talk to thought leaders like you about SDRs and improving their skill set. I'd love to interview you and have a couple of questions. Would you be open to that? And it's called the interview technique. And you get on the phone and you okay. ask them all kinds of questions, right? Hey, question, 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 and eventually just through their natural rule of reciprocity, it's probably going to come up that they're going to say, so so what exactly are you guys doing, right? And they're going to say, hey, David, what do you do? And, or Richard, what do you guys do? And I was like, oh, well, this is the pain we solve, right? I'm, you know, but, so and, and like then I, working, hold on one so second. It's kind of like working my way in. Yeah. 
So, and again, now the cool thing is, is that quote unquote, that interview, that approach is actually really helpful because marketing would love to hear that, right? This is a way you can partner with marketing and say, hey, we're going to do this cold outreach approach where we're going to ask for quote unquote interviews. And here are the four questions we're going to ask people. And we're going to give marketing that feedback. And we might say to the customer, hey, you know, I'm going to get this over to marketing. We might write a blog post. I hope that's okay. Like, again, it's it's getting your way in to have a conversation. Okay. All right. So that that's a different technique to help you try to avoid that. I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's inappropriate. I don't think you're doing anything dishonest because at the end of that conversation, if you had a good quote unquote interview, you will have gained knowledge that you can use in other conversations. So it's not like oh, that didn't turn into a sales deal. It's like, dude, we're getting great product knowledge. We're getting great industry knowledge. And that's valuable. So it's not a sneaky thing in some place. Some people are like, well, that seems like you're lying. It's like, no, I'm not. Because if they don't turn around and buy from me, I'm actually going to use that data from the interview. Like you got to change your mindset a little bit, right? Like you got to sort of realize that, hey, it's cool to do this and not everybody's going to be your customer and that's okay, right? That's, That's cool. But we I can learn that. I mean, and Dan, the analogy that I think of is it's it's like every cold call is a chain, like a link of a chain that you're trying to put together. And so you're getting slammed right on the first link of the chain. Like you can't even get your your first sentence out. And they're just like, I'm not interested. Right. They're just hanging up. Yeah. And, yeah that's and right. what Richard's saying is like, if we can be a little bit more subtle and kind of start to link like five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, like the longer that we can keep them on the line, the more, you know, they're going to build some curiosity. And it's like that, that's a great technique. I also like to say, no matter, no matter what kind of objection that you get, just come back and say, Hey, that's exactly why I'm calling, you know, even no matter what they say, like, I'm not interested. I don't have time. I'm running to a meeting. Hey, that's exactly why I'm calling, you know, because you're trying to get like five more seconds so that you can ask them a pain point question, you know? And then, you know, your homework here. That's like one way of buying time, right? You're trying, yeah. to, you're trying to buy, all you're trying to do on a cold call is buy one more link in the chain of like five seconds of time and try to elongate uh-huh. that every day. And so then, then you're like, hey, man, I, 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 you can come out of your day, even if you didn't set any appointments, like I elongated that, that chain. I got a little bit more time today, and that gives you some progression to feel proud of in your calling versus like, oh, man, everybody hung up on me. It was eight hours of hell, you know? Cool. Okay. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, Thanks cool. for calling. That was a great question. Right, right, right. Oh, that's so hard, dude. I mean, and I like Trish Bertuzzi says you're trying to make them go from crazy busy to curious, you know? Yep. And uh, that was a great tactic. Richard, we are running up against a half an hour. This has been some great advice. I definitely want to do this again. Me too. I learned some stuff. I'm not going to talk about all the little steps I'm doing. And if anybody calls in to pitch, just know that Richard is listening and he's wanting to hear the value and he's going to, he's going to hold you accountable to the message. So be ready for that. What do you think, Rich? Oh, this is fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I'd love to do it again. I appreciate everybody working through the kinks with us on the first one. Uh, Looking forward to doing it again another time. By the way, you're always welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn, ask a question if we didn't get to your call or the technology didn't work. The easiest way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn, actually. I'll probably pay more attention to LinkedIn than I will my own email account these days because it feels like, you know, someone sends me a message on LinkedIn. It's like getting a a, a real letter in the mail. (laughs) 
I know they just need to figure out their their whole like messaging system because I feel like I get a lot of great messages, but you can't really organize it and stuff like that. Uh, I've had the conversation with product development at LinkedIn too. Yeah, okay, get- they're working on it, and and you got to follow. Richard has a couple of hashtags. One is shit that my sales manager used to say, and now there's a new trending one. It's shit my mom used to say, which I, no, I like that, was, that one too. That was that was only because my mom was visiting this week, and her, <laughs> and her comment was, I don't know what to tell people when they ask me what you do, but I just know you're successful. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I thought about it, and I'm like, that's every person I know who works for startups. So um, There like, you go. Well, Richard, no. thanks for being on the show. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. We'll thanks, see you everybody. on the next thanks, Sales Dave. Development Mastermind. Bye-bye.